0: What's up, motherfuckers? We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. damn! Ah, We're back again, motherfucker. Notice, yeah. damn. No. Let's go. Got the OC Connection Project, Ooh, motherfucker. Yeah. You can do your motherfucking job, haters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cause these motherfuckers ain't gonna stop. Yeah, oh. okay. What's up, Clever? He's cracking like a homie. Straight from Santana, putos. Con- yeah. Yeah, what's cracking? It's your boy, Mr. Clever. Welcome to the Life of Mr. Clever podcast show, episode 12. Uh, On this one, I'm going to take you back. But before I do that, make sure you subscribe, let everyone know, listen, follow, check me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and all the outlets. Where you can stream and, you know, check it out on all the platforms worldwide. Okay, this episode is about just um, random shit that I was thinking about the other day. It was like 2005. We had moved out of the hood because my parents moved out with my little carnalitos from OC to the IE. So I was still in the hood living with my little girl and my my lady, all right? So I finally convinced her because I had ran to one of the homies Uh, from La Colonia. He was away for a couple of years. He did certain, he served some time. He was incarcerated. And when I ran into him, it was at the Anaheim Swap Me. And he saw me. He whistled. And he put some sense in my head when he stopped me. And I was like, oh, shit, is this motherfucker ghost from La Colonia. He goes so Clever, how you been? This and that. We're shopping it up, you know? I got some brand new Stacey Adams, some Levi's, and some shirts and shit. So we went to my car and he said, he's doing that rap shit. Cause he's really the one that gave me that name Clever in my garage, right there on Soka Street. Back in the days, like in '97, '98. Um he's the one that, you know, from Riggs, he gave me that aka Clever. Because he he'll bring some of the instrumentals and we'll freestyle it to my garage with the homies. But all the other homies that didn't know how to rap, they just will fucking be off beat and fucking joke around. And I was the only one serious about the shit, me and Tiny. So, you know, some of the homies that later on, they, they went along with it too. Because, you know, they were they were down with that shit. Like a homie Woodson, Little Man, and my little carnalito, Chito. But besides that, the other, the other homies, they didn't really rap or freestyle or nothing. They were just, you know, in the circle with us. So anyways, he put some sense on my head that day. We were sitting in my car, listening to my shit. It was a album I recorded, like 10 songs. Me, Tiny, and some cats. Because I, I was living in the IE already. But I will go back and forth to the hood and shit. Sell boxes of CDs and shit to the Swamis and shit like that, you know? But the game was changing and all the streaming shit was, you know, coming in already. So I, w- I will grow the Swamis anyways and just try to slang them out there. Fuck the stores, you know? Thanks to this fucking piece of shit from Orange County that fucked it all up for all of us. So anyways, Gold's was like, yeah, man, I turned my life around. He lost his cafitos in a car accident. He went to prison. Like, that motherfucker, he, he created criminals, you know? He was a street smart motherfucker. You look at him, you'll be, oh, he looks funny, but... He knew the streets. He kept his ear to the streets the whole time. And he, you know, we'll do fucking... Robberies with him. Heists, you know? Like, pull licks all the time. He's really the one introduced me to crime and shit. And we were the Unabombers. And... You know, we're talking about music, playing the new shit. And, you know, we talked for a few minutes, man, like almost 40 minutes and shit. And that was the last time I seen him. But he, you know, he put hands on my head like, you got to lay low, you know, if you want to keep doing this shit. He would always fucking shoot me in the positive direction, the righteous way, you know. Even though we were fucking crimeys for a long time in the late 90s and shit. And a gang of the homies know this, the homies that know him, because Slugger introduced me to him. And ever since then, you know, we were always together and shit for a couple of years, so he got busted. So anyways, we said, you know, a ratos you know, and shit. We exchanged numbers, but I never heard from him again. You know, but he was living the right path. He turned his life around. He went. He was going to church and shit. He let his hair grow and you know, he looked a little bit different. You know, he lost weight, and he was just, you know, talking to me and shit. You know, about my, my life, my family, how everything was going and shit. So long story short, you know, went back to the hood that day and had that master. And I remember the computer, the PC, crashed. Some shit happened or something, or someone spilled something on it. I don't remember, but my little brother was trying to fix it start a brand new studio, brand new, put a new drive on there or some bullshit with the program, you know, start all over. But good thing I had that master, but it was a bad thing. It was, um, something was bad was going to happen with that master because I only had one copy. You know, they cheeto engineer and mix it down, and it was jack beats, but it was some of the realest shit I ever spit on, on bars, on paper, you know. And I, I put in work on that fucking songs. So I I let the little homie hold the CD Because I was going to go wash my car My truck I mean And You know these little youngsters Were the ones that live on the dead end Right there where I was at And fucking Yeah I let him borrow it He had it in his car His sister's car I think And he went to visit His Nino and shit And this um family was really big in, there in Santana they were known for big shit you know they were connected and shit so they got him drunk or blazed and I forgot he had the master and the the older brother it was an older cat he grabbed the CD he kept it and I was like hey where's that where's that master like a few days later and shit and he was like oh shit my nino kept it and I was like what do you mean you nino he said, yeah, man, he kept it. He wanted it, me to give it to him, so I couldn't take it away from him. And I was like, what the fuck were you talking about? And he told me who it was, and I was like, fuck, go ask him for it. You know, he was like, nah, fool. He's keeping it. He liked that shit. He, he don't even like rap, but when he heard your shit, he said he never heard some shit like that, and he kept it. He said he wanted he wanted it. And I was like, what the fuck? So I got mad. I was fucking pissed. And a few days passed by and I told him, hey, well, what's up? Are you asking him about my fucking CD? Burn him a copy or something? Or tell him or burn and gain my shit back? And he was like, nah, fool, we can't do that to him. If you come at him like any way to respect, you don't even know what the fuck is up with these, these, this family, you know? So I was like, fuck. And we went to pick up some bud, I think, or, or some yeyo. For the homie and shit. And the homie was, like, with us, you know? And I was... He just parked down the street by the alley. Because he had that whole block, sort of, you know, like... You know, unlocked and shit. And fucking... It wasn't even his neighborhood. It was a, another neighborhood in the south. But all those neighborhoods, they wouldn't fuck with that block. Because he had it locked down, you know? Sold up and shit. And fucking... So I kept hearing my shit. He was bumping it in full blast with the garage open, but dark. And I never met this cat, this older cat. He was the oldest one, I guess. And I was like, fuck, man. I just just felt like going out over there, you know, but he told me not to get off, you know. And I was like, fuck, I want my fucking master back. You know, nobody had a copy but him. So he came back to the car, and we split. But I was like, hey, fool, he's bumping my shit. He's going to ask him for my shit, you know. He said nah fool, he's not, he's not gonna wanna give it to you. He wants it, he, he wants to keep that shit. And once he gets something in his hands, a chain or whatever he wants, there is no there's no coming back for that shit. I was like, serious? He was yeah fool. I was like fuck. So I asked around, you know, a few cats that will go with her and pick up whatever and do business with them. And they all told me the same shit. He's bumping your shit all day, every day. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I guess he fucking liked it so much, he will play it all day and shit. So I passed by again. I went to the other side of the city, used to pass by the, by that pad to go buy a beer to see if he was playing it. And sure enough, he was bumping it in the night. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy, you know? Full blast. Open garage and you see his truck outside. And you could never see what's inside the garage. It was dark, but he was playing my shit so loud and shit. And then I passed again another day, and he had the same shit. I was like, fuck, man, I'm going to get off and just ask him, you know, this fool ain't going to tell him shit. But then I thought about it, like, you know, I don't want to get in the wreck or get, you know, the light to the hood and shit, because these fuckers had Jews and shit. So I asked the homies' pops, and he told me the same shit. It was his compadre. He said, nah, fool. You just let him keep it, you know, it's better for you, clever, you got you. you know, if he likes your shit so much, he probably, you know, he, he probably, he put a good name for you, he's leave him, leave it like that, start a new, new album and shit, and I was fucking like, fuck, it's pissed at the same time, but at the same time, I was like, damn, what the fuck's so good about my fucking CD that he likes, you know, and fucking, I didn't know this fucker was older and shit, like, almost 50-something but he had with Carnales and shit, shit, younger. But he was the one, the one, you know, that had had all the fucking power right there and shit. So I asked around and shit, more homies and shit, from his neighborhood youngsters, and uh, actually living in his in his neighborhood. And they told me nah, fool. She let him keep that shit because this fucker, you know, he fucking. What's his is his, you know. He don't he don't like people going going asking for shit he wants, he likes, or he kept or whatever. So I he left it as that and I was like, fuck, to this day. I never got that shit back. You know, it was it was a good a good C D, you know, with Jack Beats and shit. By the way my brother Cheeto Master and mix it down and engineer it, it was like fuck. It was a perfect album, you know. Even though I had some cats on there that we had beef with at the later on um that she was feeding me you know so yeah man it's just another chapter in the life for Mr. Clever you know it's one of those things that you wish you could go back and keep it in your hands but somewhere else and you know wherever that cat is right now hope he still has it well, hopefully one day I run into him and just get a copy at least, you know? <laughs> he has a copy and I don't have a copy. So it's like, fuck. I trip out on that shit. Yeah. So stay posted for the next episode. And make sure you spread the word. That's Mister Clever Podcast Show, episode 12, Arratos. Okay. Just another dog. doggy <laughs> coming through Yeah, Mr. Clevers and the mother fucker Oh, South Carolina against shit Oh, not about how shit yes. i started sorry, Benny, we now 16 Mama told me people don't join the murder team. Mama told me people don't join the murder team. On the streets raised me all my WAS murder scenes, and gun police, and crime sprees. The murder, murder, and ghetto, kill, kill, kill. Murder murder, 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 Mama told me people don't join the murder team. But my mind was made up on September 16th. 2001, when these soak us fucked up. Now, these motherfuckers suck us hiding like some fucking punks. Shit, we got them on the run till they all die. You took one of us, but now we taking all their lives. Now, their whole hood is fucking traumatizing in the life. Now, they all running high, little bitches in our side. We homicide every time that we come, a motherfucker. We took over your whole side. Take over of Square, even even South Coast Coast. Everybody knows, from our folks, to the post, post The motherfucker know, this be the realest shit I ever wrote The realest shit I ever wrote Letting my true motherfuckers know This be the realest shit I ever wrote Up in the studio, getting blown. The realest shit I ever wrote. They need my true motherfuckers, know. This be the realest shit I ever wrote. Up in the studio, getting blown. This be the realest shit I ever wrote. Black, 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 Oh, look, shh, 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 shh,